Well, the NBA is back in action tonight, and we thank you so much for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I am your host, Damian Barling. The Sacramento Kings get the win tonight at the Golden One Center, 129 to 125 in a fourth quarter that must have gone on for somewhere in the vicinity of 50 plus minutes. I'm not actually positive that the game is over. The final two minutes of that game were excruciating. I don't know this for a fact, and I certainly don't speak for everybody. But the Kings managed to suck the joy out of winning tonight. Just a brutal, brutal ball game. And the crazy part about this is, is the game got going, and the Kings really kind of took advantage of things there in the first half, in the first quarter even. I thought, man, the Kings are going to win this game. Kings are going to come out. Kings are going to come out. They're going to get everybody's hopes up. As I was talking about on my uh, podcast, creatively titled The Podcast with Damian Barling, it was like, you know, if the Kings, if you even want to have a conversation about the eighth seed, you've got to win tonight's game because you're playing the Memphis Grizzlies, who currently occupy the eighth spot in the Western Conference playoff picture. So you come out, you win tonight, and it's like, okay. All right, we got another game against Memphis coming up. Let's just say you get that one. Okay, that's five games back. You know, hypothetically, obviously the game isn't tomorrow, but you get what I'm going here. You eliminate those two games, now you got five. Now, where can you start making them up? Can you start making a run? Well, you're going to have to do it without Marvin Bagley, as we were told today that Marvin Bagley is going to be reevaluated in three weeks. That will put us in the middle of March in about... Uh, about two and a half or three weeks before the regular season ends. The Brooklyn Nets were faced with a similar dilemma as it pertains to Kyrie Irving, and Brooklyn just said, ah, Kyrie's out. The Sacramento Kings are taking another approach. They're going to continue to monitor uh, Marvin Bagley and see what happens with him over the course of the next three weeks. No Rashawn Holmes tonight, uh, which we knew. We knew he was going to be out uh, another, at minimum, uh, two to three weeks. But the Kings... Come out, and I really thought up until, you know, the game got weird in the fourth quarter. It got weird in, like, the final five minutes. I thought the Kings played really well for the most part. Uh, It wasn't until that fourth quarter where they really hit some lulls. Like, they slowed down at times during the game, but they didn't. They didn't hit any, like, like, they didn't hit any lulls where you're like, oh, no, they're going to do this, aren't they? I never thought the Kings were in danger of losing this game. Tell the guy, I think it was it was a one-point game. I think it was 112-111. Yeah, I remember thinking, oh, not like this. Come on. Like you, you, you really did play too well to lose this game. Uh, little did I know I was going to have to suffer through the final five minutes of the game, which saw, I'm not going to rail on the officials here. I'm just going to say that the officials had a bad night. I might go a step further and say the officials had a very bad night. But regardless, we saw uh, weird calls by the officials, charges. Boy, Harry Giles, man. Harry Giles is going to be a lot of fun to watch next year when he's in another uniform. He played fantastic tonight in his time at the starting position. As a matter of fact, I think he played more minutes tonight. It was 20. Yeah, he played 25 minutes tonight. 
Uh, coming in that starting role, normally we see him start the game and then we see him start the third quarter and we really don't see much of him. You could look at his box score and go, wait, what, what are you talking about, D'Lo? He didn't do anything. Nah, he did. He was impactful. He was impactful on the defensive end. The Kings did a lot of things right. Let, like, let's get that out there. I'm still suffering, and this is the danger of doing these shows immediately following the game. This wasn't a thrilling victory for the Kings. This That final stretch was brutal, and you had to wonder, like, are they going to find a very creative way to cough this game up? Now, thankfully, they didn't. Uh, but it, it, you you know you you look back at this you go yeah you know there are some pretty good performances here Harry Giles being one of them obviously Harrison Barnes had a fantastic game he was eleven of seventeen from the field seven eleven that matches a career high seven of eleven from three uh, thirty two points for Harrison Barnes a whole lot of those were in the first half uh, most of them all but two of them were in the first three quarters De'Aaron Fox. A fantastic game as well. It's a shame. I think De'Aaron has played pretty well this season. Uh, unfortunately, uh, because the Kings are not playing well, uh, despite what Reggie Miller said for those who watched uh, NBA All-Star Saturday night, uh, it's been kind of buried. You know, how well De'Aaron Fox is, like, I, I don't think he took the, uh, you know, he took a he, he took a pretty amazing leap from year one to year two. I think he's taken some steps forward here again uh, in year number three, uh, but no one's talking about it. You know, no one's talking about it because the Kings are bad. But De'Aaron Fox, you know, 26 points uh, for him tonight really did do a lot uh, for the Sacramento Kings. Buddy Heald had some impactful baskets late, mostly at the free throw line. He was eight of eight from the free throw line. That's the, I know this is weird and you're listening to the right show. This is the Sacramento Kings podcast. The Kings shot 36 free throws tonight. Not only did they shoot 36 free throws, they shot more free throws than the Memphis Grizzlies did. They shot more free throws than their opponent. I know, weird, right? Now, they didn't shoot them as well as their opponent did as the Memphis Grizzlies shot 84%, and the Sacramento Kings shot 71%. Uh, De'Aaron inexplicably shot 50% from the foul line. I think that's one of the, and I, that, that's just one of the most amazing things I think about De'Aaron Fox in his season is that he is this poor of a free throw shooter. Like you can't be a point guard and be this bad of a free throw shooter. It's amazing to me, but 50% from the free throw line for De'Aaron Fox, but there's no sense in, in, in burying him for that. Just Kent Bazemore. Uh, very strong offensively, 18 points tonight. Uh, very strong defensively, made the most of the 23 minutes he played. Corey Joseph got out on, on the floor and had some very impactful moments for the Sacramento Kings as well, mostly on the defensive end. Uh, we saw the debut of Jabari Parker. He played 15 rather forgettable minutes. One of six from the field. I can I can point out some plays from Corey Joseph. I can point out some plays from Kent Bazemore. I think I can point out plays from every single Sacramento King that was on the floor tonight with the exception of Jabari Parker. And that's not a knock. It's his first game with the Kings. It's just he he was just there. You know, didn't really didn't. I I can't recall much from him. Uh, No, no playing time for my man Yogi tonight, though. No playing time for Anthony Tolliver either. As a matter of fact, I think I ran down the names of everybody who played tonight. Big ups to Kent Bazemore, though. Again, that's worth pointing out one more time. He played 
he played really, really well tonight. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the start of the game, and let's run this down for you. Kings win 129-125. to 125. Uh, Record improves to 22-33. and 33. Grizzlies, uh, they fall to 28-27. and 27. Kings now six games back from the Memphis Grizzlies for that eighth and final playoff spot. Before we get rolling here, I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show, particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You can even do it right here as I'm talking. You don't have to stop the podcast. You don't have to even leave the podcast app. You just go over to where you subscribe to the podcast. You see those five stars? Hit the fifth one, man. We're this deep into the season. You got to like what you're hearing. Hit the fifth one if you got an uh, extra 60 to 90 seconds and you want to leave a review. That would be awesome as well. Uh, it felt like as the game got Kings, they, you know, give a little back and forth. Kings were not playing defense. I think the first like seven possessions of the game. And I don't mean like figuratively, like, oh, the Kings were playing really bad defense. No, I just don't think they were playing at all. It was taking the Grizzlies all of like three and a half seconds to score baskets. And then they got to 12 and the Grizzlies just decided, you know what? We like this number. We're going to hang out here for about five or six minutes. And the Grizzlies were stuck on 12 forever. Uh, Kings were able to build up a 13-point lead thanks to six Memphis Grizzlies turnovers. Uh, Solid shooting from both teams. You know, even while the Grizzlies were down 13, they were shooting the ball well. It's just they were turning it over. Uh, Harrison Barnes had a great first quarter. Uh, Kings led 37-35 to after one. And they had some moments in the, in, in the first half where they slowed down. But they never stalled. Not in the first half. They never stalled in the first half. They would slow down. That 13-point lead is, you know, just said 37-35. It, it got down to two. Got ramped back up again. Their shooting stayed pretty sharp. None sharper than Harrison Barnes. He had 22 first-half points. He was 6 of 6 from three, including including one at the end of the second quarter. So a really good performance from the Sacramento Kings in the first half, probably even better than good. Like they had, would we just say 37 points in the first quarter? They had 33 points in the second. So they were playing well offensively. They were a little bit better defensively uh, in the second quarter. And I told you, and I'm not normally the guy who thinks like this. I think the Kings got this one. They're just playing too well. They're playing too well to cough this game up. Um, and, and the Kings' second-half play is part of the reason I don't gamble. But if you gamble, you can head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service staff. You can pull your bets together for a bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any sports book around. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means you could deposit $2,000 to play with. You'll get an extra $1,000 in free money. Free money to play with over there at mybookie.ag. Just use the promo code today. That's the promo code today. That will activate your offer. Use the promo code today to get extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Uh, Kings played really well till about the five minute mark of the fourth, or uh, till till the five minute mark of the third quarter. Uh, Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox, they you know they were leading by example. They were leading the way. I think they had forty between them at this time. 
30 of them belong to Harrison Barnes. They built up an 18-point lead, and it's okay. You got to feel good if you're a Kings fan. Built up that 18-point lead. Belly hit a big three on the Kings' final possession. I, I should mention, got a little ahead of myself. Please forgive me. Kings 18-point lead, it dropped down to seven, or dropped down to four. And then Belly hit a three on the Kings' final possession of the third quarter. Uh, That pushed the lead up to seven as they headed into the fourth. And normally, you know, you can really judge games and outcomes of games by how teams execute in, in the first couple of minutes, like first couple of minutes after halftime, first couple of minutes into the third quarter. Kings came out with a really aggressive defensive plan. And that seven-point lead grew to start the fourth quarter, blossomed back up to 12. Kings had a a 7-2 to run. Grizzlies called timeout. And then the wheels kind of fell off. The game, this, you know, I mentioned this at, at the beginning of the show. This is where the game got weird. Once the Kings built that double-digit lead, Grizzlies called timeout, and and then this is where you just started seeing, I promised I would only mention it once, I'm going to mention it twice. This is where you started seeing some uh, rather interesting uh, officiating calls. Uh, this is where, I you know, there were goaltends, there were, there was just a lot happening in this final stretch of basketball between the Kings and the Grizzlies, and Memphis went on a 12-1 run and suddenly the Kings were missing a ton of free throws in this moment and they went like three minutes and 15 seconds without scoring before Corey Joseph hit a three and he settled them down a little bit but again and a a, a once 18 point second half lead had gotten all the way down to one and it looked like oh wow they're gonna find a way to lose this game at home, immediately following the All-Star break, and then what felt like the longest two-and-a-half, three-minute stretch in the history of professional basketball uh, took place, uh, and the Kings were able to hold on. You know, they missed all of those free throws that really helped the Memphis Grizzlies get back into the game. It was made free throws that really took away a legitimate opportunity for the Memphis Grizzlies to win this game late. Uh, we touched on everything that your Sacramento Kings did well. Jaron Jackson, he had 16 points tonight. John Morant had 19 in his 30 minutes of, of play. Uh, Valanchunas had 8 and 11. And, um, you know, you see you see why the Grizzlies are, you know, in the position that they're in. They're, they're, they're young. Uh, they're scrappy. I don't know really how to explain their performance, uh, but we're going to go to Luke Walton and see what he has to say about tonight's game. Veterans that made those mistakes. Uh, Like, what does that do to your psyche as you're coaching? Yeah, we talked about it in the locker room. Those guys, Harrison and Bazemore, were great all night long. Uh, So, you know, you're going to make mistakes, uh, and... And we just have to, we have to learn from that. Uh, and most most nights, I listen. The game goes again. It's the end of a close game. Harrison and Bays are two guys that I have all the confidence and faith in the world that they uh, they'll make the right plays and, and won't foul. So, um, you know, it was, we can't have it. Uh, 
and I, I don't expect those guys uh, would do that again. Luke, Sean Cunningham, ABC 10. Can you talk a little about just De'Aaron in the fourth quarter and how it just seems like he flips a switch almost in, in those times? I mean, he was good, but it wasn't just the fourth. He was good in the fourth, and I know what you talk about with flipping the switch, but I thought for tonight he was um, he was in attack mode most of the night. Uh, I thought he played with a nice pace about him. Um, and he, he was he was out there leading us tonight. He was vocal. He was calling sets. He was getting people in their spots. And then when the game gets, got close, like a lot of NBA games will do, no matter what happens in the first uh, 42 minutes, those last six minutes, a lot of these games will always get close. Uh, De'Aaron made some big-time plays for us. Luke, when you look at the way that you guys were able to hold on against a team that's ahead of you in the standings, what does that sort of mean for your you know, the way that you guys need to take off here in, in the second half? Last well, yeah, I mean, it's, to me, it's more, um, you know, it's more exciting as the coach to see that, all right, we went to break, we came back, where are we at? Are we, you know, we were playing some pretty good basketball before we left, and, you know, we took two losses, but to Milwaukee and Dallas on the road, you know, right before All-Star, that's, you know, that's, those are two really good teams, but we were playing some really good basketball. So to come out and see that our guys came back locked in, ready to go, and, and that's how I felt coming out of the last two practices, um, again, to me, shows how they've been all year long, which is they're going to they're, they're gonna keep playing hard, they're going to keep fighting, um, keep trying to, uh, to get better. You stuck with Harry Giles in the fourth quarter, and he came up with three huge defensive plays, the two blocks on the, uh, the charge late. Uh, just... How much do you need more of that from him? Those smart plays that yeah, we need. You know, he he's he gives us the toughness and the edge when he's playing that way. And uh, tonight he made he made some winning plays. Um, minus that six foul late on the free throw box out, but he he made he he deserved and earned to be on the court at the end. But that edge and fire he plays with that the crowd loves so much. Um, we need that. So you know he was he was he was he was good tonight. Um, we needed all of it, and you know, happy with with his performance overall. Uh, Luke Jason Jones, the Athletic. Uh, going back to even last month, it's been about a month now where the team has kind of seemed like they've been in a, in a rhythm pretty much since you made the change to the starting lineup. Considering you do have some guys still out, has part of that just been the fact that this is the group you've had for a good while now, and so guys are more comfortable with each other. They know each other. They know who's going to play. Excuse me, who's going to play, and they've kind of found their groove like that. Yeah, it feels that way. Um, and there's still moments we stall out offensively um, that we we continue to to watch film on and, and try to clean up. Um, but it does, it, especially to start games right now, it feels like we're in a pretty good groove. Uh, I think Buddy's doing a spectacular job um, with, you know, what we're asking him to do is, is just coming in and being instant offense, playing starter minutes, playing starter uh, roles down the stretch still. Um, but it's kind of it's helped balance out that bench. And then, you know, guys are getting familiar with each other. Corey looks very comfortable out there. Bays has been a nice little fit. So, you know, we're missing some big pieces still, but out of the guys that we have, there's a, there's been a nice chemistry and flow to the way we've been playing.
Luke, Jason Anderson, Sacramento B. What, um, whether you want to put your guys your, yourselves in the conversation or not, um, the way it's it's the Western Conference is very jumbled from like the eight, nine, ten, eleven spots, so twelve, uh, thirteen. Um, what do you think? You know, these last eight weeks are are going to look like in the West. Uh, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of high level basketball down down the stretch um, teams you know even the the teams that are in the playoffs for sure jockeying for position knowing how important that home court is and uh it's going to be it's going to be entertaining and it's it's going to be great for our group you know to we got a lot of we got a lot of these playoff uh these you know these top teams with top records uh left so i mean it's, it's what a great challenge and a great feel um, for us to try to grow from and uh, try to win as, as many as possible. Um, but for me, again, it comes down to just keep doing everything we can day by day, get better and better as a group, and we keep uh, keep moving forward. Kings head coach Luke Walton there on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall on the HoopBall Podcast Network. He talked about some of their upcoming opponents. We'll lay them out for you. They got the Clippers Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles, they got the Golden State Warriors back here at the Golden One Center, the Oklahoma City Thunder after that, and then they will take on the Memphis Grizzlies once again. So what will that game look like in terms of playoff position for the Sacramento Kings? It's not a topic that you have to ignore. I know you could be pessimistic about the way the Sacramento Kings are playing or or have played through the bulk of the season, and I'm totally okay with that. But if you're going to be pessimistic about them, you got to feel the same way about Portland because Portland has never hit that gear. You got to feel the same way about San Antonio because San Antonio hasn't hit that gear yet. New Orleans is playing, you know, pretty well. They've won six of the last ten. Zion is back. They're in position to make a run. Phoenix is kind of stalled. They're in the same spot that they've been most of the year. And then you have Sacramento. Sacramento, for my money, I mean, they've got as good of a chance as any team I just named off there. They've got a better chance than the Golden State Warriors, who they're going to play in a couple of days. Like, the Warriors are one of two teams I think you can write completely out of it. You know, the Memphis Grizzlies are sitting at 16 wins. You could write them completely out of the conversation as well. So what will it look like? when the Sacramento Kings take on the Memphis Grizzlies a second time one week from Friday. Uh, Again, the Clippers on Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles, the Warriors, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, uh, if you're into daily sports content outside the realm of your Sacramento Kings, make sure you check out my daily podcast, The Podcast with Damian Barling, available on these same podcast networks, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, it's a, that's a new service. I just created it. Uh, it's also available on Spotify as well as radio.com. Uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, you can find the podcast as well. Appreciate you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day. We'll be back with more coverage of your Sacramento Kings here on the Hoop Ball Podcast Network.